Hey Monsters and Monstarettes out there on the other side of the door of the closet. It's the Matt Sella Show with Matt Sella. Matt, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Matt Sella. That's great. Anyway, I'm Mark. And if you enjoy content that you find on this channel like this, consider going to Matt's Patreon or checking out his streams where he does animation and other fun things. But Matt, we're here to talk about Monsters at Work today, right? You know, the crazy new show on Disney Plus? Oh, wow. Really? Yes, we are, Matt. Isn't that exciting? I'm so excited. Well, anyway, folks, this is, or isn't, we're going to probably get into that, the first Disney Plus original show made by Pixar? Question mark? Right, Matt? <laughs> kind of? The jury is still out on that one. Yeah, no, it's um, a weird thing, especially since the logo says Disney Monsters at Work, not Disney Pixar or just Pixar, following up. The events of the original Monsters, Inc., where we get to see the citizens of Monstropolis, particularly at the scare floor, adjusting with the fact that laughter is the new power source. And you know how literally overnight it happened kind of has put some stress on a lot of people, including a young Tyler Tuskman who spent all his life studying to be a scarer and even broke James Sullivan's record at Monsters U, only to now find out he doesn't have a skill that's needed in the workforce and now reports to the Monsters, Inc. facilities team, otherwise known as MIP, where he meets a colorful cast of new characters while in interacting with other characters, both new and old. There's a lot going on, and Tyler just is trying to figure out what to do next and hopefully work his way onto the floor. And also, the board has decided that Mike and Sully are, of course, now running the company. So uh, before we get started really diving into it, Matt, just because this is very much a follow-up to Monsters, Inc., what's sort of your history or feelings about the original film? So for me personally, Monsters, Inc. was definitely a delightful film. It wasn't really my top Pixar animated franchise. Dare I say it's a franchise. But I've always enjoyed it. I like the energy. I liked the setting. It was a very bizarre setting. Everyone's gotta love Sully and Boo being just so cute together. Mike Wazowski, charming as hell. Billy Crystal. Yeah, of course, it's Billy Crystal. Everyone loves that guy. And yeah, it, it was really interesting that this series is actually gonna cover... I was gonna ask you this, Mark, because I don't know if we talked about this before, but we saw the end of Monster, Inc. and it seems like the company had that laughing momentum going. Like, they were able to get power in this series is kind of like a interlude or like a section explaining how they transitioned into that scene wouldn't you say so yeah it's very much here's directly what happened after we shredded boo's door and probably where this series ends more or less is where we are when we have boo's door put back together again that would be the best way i would describe it fitting in a timeline so to speak but yeah ever since we heard that Monsters at Work is going to be, I guess, the first official Pixar spinoff show on Disney+. Plus. I was quite curious about it, but kind of came out of nowhere. So we went to check it out, and uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah is right. Um, I have some personal connections to the original Monsters, Inc. Uh, it was the first movie my younger brother and I went to together. It was his first movie, so it was a big deal for both of us. And I know we just both really loved the original movie, seeing it together as kids. So it's weird because for the longest time after that like i want to say for like a good 10 years after the movie it never got a franchise treatment it was always kind of its own thing and we were always kind of happy to have it there but then ever since monsters university and then a few other things like it seems like at least on the Disney end, maybe not so much on the Pixar end, there's been like a weird push to make this a franchise. And now it is considered that because it, it's got theme park rides and all kinds of other stuff. And now it has its own show, but it's very weird for me to see this thing. I, 
for the longest time was just this own special little memory of a movie to me to have it everywhere like this now. But yeah, no, we're, I'm excited to talk about it and everything too. A few things worth noting. Of course, we do have Billy Crystal and John Goodman both reprising their roles as Mike and Sully. In fact, we actually have a few people reprising their roles here. Matt. I didn't really want to spoil it, but I'm going to anyway here for you live on your own show. Ooh. Uh, guess who's back in a pseudo Pixar project that we've severely missed being in any Pixar projects lately? John Ratzenberger? Yes, he's back as the Yeti and apparently also going to be the vo voice of Tyler's father. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, so, you know, there's, I don't know, that... That good feeling is going to be back. Sadly, though, we do have a few people not being able to reprise their roles, some because they are no longer with us, but also just um, didn't reprise their roles. So if you were a big fan of Frank Oz as Fungus, Randall's assistant from the original movie, he's sadly not back, but he's got a pretty good sound alike, along with our two nerdy, geeky custodian teens, Smitty and Needleman. Their original voice actor, Dan Gerson, sadly is no longer with us, but in the spirit of keeping those characters alive and really paying tribute to Dan. Uh, they've been placed in the hands of Stefan Staten, who is doing a great job and keeping that magic alive for us. But uh, Matt, we have some new characters here, of course. We have Tyler, we have Val, Duncan, Fritz, and Cutter. But uh, there were some voice actors on these new characters you were quite the fans of, eh? Oh, for sure. I mean, as far as like character actors that I know of, it, Fritz was voiced by Henry Winkler. And I remember seeing him in a few comedy movies, so it was really kind of cool to hear him kind of act a bit of his character to the Monster Inc. world. Another comedian actor that I believe I'm aware of is Mindy Kaling, playing as Val. So it is kind of cool to see those kind of actors join up into the cast of Monsters Inc. I know most people were not in favor of Monster University, but the fact that they added Charlie Day into that universe was always kind of a delight for me too. But yeah, we have some really interesting voice actors here. Ben, ben Fieldman playing as Tyler. We got some pretty well-experienced actors to contribute to the classic actors that we're familiar with, i.e. Billy and John. At first, it took some time for me to warm up to them, but definitely some of them kind of started to grow on me. As far as those characters go, I'm not terribly attached to them right now, and I think in terms of the show, uh, to get the positives out of the way, yes, the colors, the rendering aesthetics, the whole show itself. It feels like Monster Inc. However, there were a few issues that I kind of ran into, but I figure we'll get into that just a moment. No, yeah, and just worth mentioning, this is just our first thoughts, first impressions on the series. They dropped the first two episodes a little while ago as of the time of this recording, and this is just us saying what we thought of its first outing. You know, this technically, you know, weirdly enough, isn't the first TV show to be at least based off a of Pixar property. There was Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, that 2D show that I actually remember really liking a lot of the as a kid and really had fun. It was kind of more billed as this was the show that Andy was watching that then Buzz Lightyear was the toy tie-in to. I think that's how it was kind of billed to me in terms of where it is in the in the greater expanded Toy Story universe. But um, it sadly is not on Disney+. Plus. So for me personally, I also did like a lot of the new characters we had here. I think, Matt, you mentioned Henry Winkler. I think out of the new voices and characters, his character definitely grew on me the most and the quickest. I think his voice definitely feels monsters inc-esque almost you know what i mean like he kind of just slides into that role pretty well and plays well with characters like mike and sully yeah he definitely joined that cast of aesthetics the monster inc 
kind of charm and a little bit of a character actor there. I think that's the thing. I think it is. It definitely feels more like a character actor than a celebrity voice. We do also have, just as a shout out here, Alana Yubak is uh, the voice of Cutter, one of Tyler's co-workers. And she, of course, gets a shout out for just being a phenomenal talent, but also having a little Pixar uh, connection here. She is the voice of Mama Imelda in Coco and is my favorite character from that. But yeah, so like we said, these are the first two episodes. They were fine. They were a lot of fun. It was cool to see this world again. There's some fun little jokes like Billy Crystal's delivery. I think we could still say still pretty spot on with the comedy there, Matt. There is um, some room for criticism, I think, with this series. It's kind of being billed as, you know, a Pixar show but from what i can tell i don't think it's as connected to pixar as they like to say it is because by all accounts it seems to definitely be a project spearheaded by disney television animation not directly pixar itself although it seems like pixar from what i can tell certainly had notes on it and everything like that but some of the animation particularly in the first episode did not sit well with me what about you matt yeah that was definitely one of the bigger standouts for me and for those who have followed my channel for a while know that i have trouble watching 3d animated tv shows sometimes because of how much time animators are allowed to work on their shots and i understand it's television you gotta pump out content as efficiently as you can and I figure with Pixar, because I do understand that Pixar has been working on some content for Disney Plus for some time now. However, I strongly believe that this show may have been, I don't necessarily want to say outsourced, but definitely relegated to B team or C team somewhere along the Disney lot. And some of the early animation that we saw in the first episode, at the very least, it looked a little sputtery to me. And I wasn't sure if that was just my TV being on game mode. But when I switched over to cinema mode, the animation was still kind of choppy and kind of gave me vibes of stop motion animation and not the fluid kind you might get from Leica. No, it, it does have that. And I remember the scene in particular was involved Tyler and uh, Professor Knight from Monsters University. There's some shots in there where I thought it was my connection. So I went and tried it on different devices and even checked my internet connection. But like, it just seems like there's frames missing or something there for a hot second. And for me personally, I know, Matt, you've never viewed Pixar as the most over-the-top or expressive animation studio. But I did think for me, also just some of the character animation in here wasn't as exaggerated as you know it certainly could have been even with a character like mike who even in the original was certainly kind of animated a bit more at an 11 compared to some of the other characters absolutely i feel like the there wasn't a lot of elaboration at all the you described at one point where the spines felt fairly stiff and not much line of action going on between poses with characters like this with monsters that come in such unique shapes and sizes you really want to see those models kind of like push to the edge to give on new life and expressive energy but it just wasn't quite there and i think they were kind of depending a lot on the voice acting from these fairly well-known comedic actors to bring that energy but the animation itself probably didn't marry that as well as you would want no absolutely Absolutely. And uh, that's not to take away from it. Like I said, I think we we do kind of agree that one of the bigger strengths of this is its voice acting cast, especially with our returning cast, you know, coming back 20 years later, nobody really sounds distracting by any means. But also for me, even the opening title sequence right off the bat, uh, just to get one more criticism out of the way, felt very stiff. Because 
as someone who has a very a soft spot for the original, the opening title sequence for the original Monsters, Inc. is for me one of the more memorable opening title sequences. Kind of transcended, I think most people would say it's more motion graphics animation, but just all the colorful kind of almost concept art looking monsters and doors interacting and chasing the letters around and everything. It was just really fun and energetic. And they do a send up to that with the original title. And again, this is like we said, TV. They got like, what, 25 minutes to get the whole kit and caboodle done so they can't you know have an elaborate title sequence necessarily but that for me did feel a little stiff and more like there were the key poses there but not necessarily the full animation that would be one criticism of mine but i mean compliment sandwich matt you know we talked about the voice actors and stuff like that is there any thing you'd maybe be looking forward to in this series going forward well as of right now to kind of peter from criticism to some hope is right now i'm not too sure what the overall theme and lesson could be from this series there are some like i don't want to say like peer pressure of how someone's career should go versus what they want to do with their life we are new to the mythers we want to see how they progress up the this might be a bit cynical food chain that is monsters inc i'm quite curious to see about that as far as like the humor and the different kinds of characters we get i do know twitter kind of spoiled for me that mike wazowski will be getting his own version of shadow the hedgehog and i think his name is gary or something so i'm quite curious to see how that's going to unravel and what kind of comedic situations are we going to get out of things like that so if that is a taste of what's to come i think the show the advantage you'll have is to show what kind of monsters we're going to get and what's going to make them really stand out from the usual cast that we know as well as a new central cast that we have today. For sure. It is worth mentioning, speaking of new characters who are, you know, essentially the shadows, uh, we do have, unless we forget, we have Rose, Roz's twin sister, because Roz, of course, is running the CDA. She can't be, you know, back at her old fake uh, stakeout job at Monsters, Inc. So we have Rose, who is, of course, voiced by Bob Patterson. And that's just kind of really fun. It's almost such a nod turn to the camera and wink joke that it kind of circles back around to being funny again. Matt, were you happy with having uh, Bob pa Peterson back, you know, as Roz slash Rose again? I've always enjoyed that dry sense of humor. I mean, like, you gotta hand it to Roz delivering some of the funnier memes that have lasted over the years. Bob Peterson, who voices Roz, and now Rose. I was a little concerned because I believe he's an animator. He's worked pretty deep in Pixar productions. It's that kind of character. So when he returned to play Roz, it didn't quite exactly sound like Roz that I remember. But the fact that now he's going to just be voicing Rose, which I'll be much more forgivable for, I think we should be in for a treat. I'm glad to have him back. I'm glad he still seems to be having fun doing it and everything. And um, just a few more trivia for you, Matt. Dominic Lewis is uh, scoring this series, of course, being heavily inspired by Randy Newman's more jazzy score of the film. A lot of Pixar movies, really, the early ones, had that kind of jazzy flair. Do you remember that? You know, it's kind of funny you mentioned that, too, because I was actually listening to some main title theme songs from, like, 90s shows that I really love. And, you know, 90s is very much a heavily jazz-inspired era of entertainment. And so kind of bled in a little bit into the early 2000s with Pixar, I would say. I mean, hats off to Dominic Lewis, though, for taking over the mantle for Randy there. But, Matt, we might know him best as having previously scored the 2017 DuckTales reboot that we were quite the fans of. So he is certainly someone who is no stranger to adapting established music, but also really giving us some new fun stuff. So, you know, looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, props to that, man, man. And just before we sign off, Matt, I did think it was really funny that 
and I think that we've seen this before, but at the end of the show, it recommends Monsters, Inc. on the splash screen. And the main screen uh, shrinks down for that, but it's actually covering Mike Wazowski on the thing there. And I just, you know, I just got the whole, I can't believe it. I'm on the cover of a magazine joke. And it's just like, I'm on Disney Plus. I know. Did the whole family see it? It's your mother. You know, <laughs> that whole joke. And um, it was really fun to see that, whether that was intentional or not, it was hilarious and added to the experience for me. So I think it's safe to say we're certainly interested in the series overall. We're excited to see a bunch of people reprising their roles and how they're going to continue to have fun in the monsters world. Matt, you know, I did the intro and everything. Why don't you uh, take us on home, buddy? It's your show after all. Yes, sir. Well, you heard our opinion, but now we want to hear yours. Let us know in the comment section below, what did you think of the first two episodes of Disney's Monsters at Work? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Share your thoughts. Join the conversation. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, ring that bell to be notified when new videos drop. And if you want to support me directly, consider going to my Patreon. And if you want to watch me do some animation, be sure to follow me on Twitch. I usually stream every weekend. Links are in the description below. This is Matt Sella. This is Monster Mark. Thanking you all for tuning in. Keep watching. Always watch.